Social Media Serenity Podcast, episode number 73. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Eric Fisher. This is the podcast where we come to you week after week with all the latest and greatest of what's going on in the world of social media so you can build a better brand or connect with deeper relationships. It's all up to you. Eric, my Unless friend. Unless you want your cloud score not to drop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so so we're going to rearrange things and we we have we were just talking about clout. Now, if you guys haven't heard the news yet, um it, well, I don't know about you, Eric, but man, I've been I've been following along Mashable's uh, you know, news feed and it seems like everybody's just throwing millions and millions and millions of dollars at companies. Right. You know, and, and I'm just waiting for, you know, the big news story that says GSPN snags, you know, $47 million. Oh, wait, wait. No, I'm not. I don't want their money because guess what? I would be beholden to these people who I owe money to. Right. Whatever. The slave is the, oh, wait, the, the borrower is slave to the lender. Right. Now, here's the deal. Okay. I get people investing money in Facebook. I do. I really do. Even the crazy, ludicrous amount of money that they're putting into it. I mean, the size of that network and its potential for so many things. I understand it. I understand money going to Twitter. I understand money going to Groupon. I understand money going to a lot of these places. But what I do not understand is $8.5 million going to clout. Yeah. This seems silly to me. Seriously? All right. So, Chris, or Chris I just got, off the, I just got <laughs> finished doing help. I got it back. Eric, for those who don't know, because not everybody listens to every episode of every podcast we do, and we've got some new listeners out here today. Um, tell folks, what is clout? Cloud is the self-appointed authority on measuring your influence on social media networks. Exactly. And it's spelled K-L-O-U-T. It's like K-L-O-U-T. All right. Yes. So clout.com, you can go there, you punch in your Twitter ID, and they will tell you how much influence you have with your community of people on Twitter. Now, the reason... Not just Twitter, though. You can connect Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Oh, I didn't know that you could do LinkedIn. Yeah, you probably ought to add those. No, 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 no. Because I don't do very much at all with LinkedIn. Right. At this point, even though my good friend Justin Lucas Savage came on the show and he told us all about LinkedIn and and how it would revolutionize, you know, my world. um, I still it's one of those things It's like, you know what you should do, but you just don't do because you don't have time to do it all. Right. It's one of those things where you could go make some connections and there's a party going on, but you're too busy to go. Exactly. Because you got a party going on somewhere else that you're already at and you're and you're happy with that party. So here's the deal. Um, you know, clout measuring influence, you know, and, and I signed up for it at first and, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, why, why do I care? And I, I probably shouldn't care. I, I I shouldn't care at all. But anyway, I'm like, okay, I want to see my clout score. And, and so I started, uh, using cloud. I, I, I told it to go check my profile and stuff like that. And I gave it access to my Facebook account 
and they swear that you know the Facebook account account won't you know reduce anything, but it. I don't. I don't know how that's the case. The only thing that's the only thing I can think is that my Facebook account may be dragging down my clout. But I I got up pretty high, and then all of a sudden it dropped down to fifty two, and I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. But I've been very active engage and engaging with my audience as of late. I mean, very much so. Sending yeah. lots of at replies and not doing it to raise my clout score either. I, I don't want any to give anybody that impression. But basically what I'm saying, though, is I've been making some amazing strides, mostly because of the fact that I've been getting up three hours earlier than I ever have uh, for the last week and a half. So I've got a little extra time to really focus on building even stronger relationships with my community. And as a result, I, I've, I've been engaging with my audience more. And the more I engage with my audience, basically doing things that I know for a fact, I know for a fact will raise the amount of influence I have over those who follow me. I know for a fact I've been doing new things that would increase my influence. And I sign into clout today after I hear that they earn, you know, $8.5 million in funding to, to be the standard for influence measurement. And they've taken my score from 52 to 49. Man, whatever. And and you're going by. I mean, are you going by what the suggestions are that they say to do in your profile? I haven't even looked where they actually have suggestions. What are they? Yeah, doing? if you if you go in there and uh, I don't know if I have mine still is open or not. Score analysis is that where you have to go? Yeah, and you go in and it and it tells you you know how you can raise your clout score in certain areas and in all the different measurements and the algorithm and all that and you know it, and it's fine and and to me it is dead on. But I've heard people go in look at that stuff and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do that or be aware of it purposefully while I'm interacting and still have their score not go up or actually go down. Yeah. So like, for example, um, you know, one of the things that I have got going on here is, is, uh, I have 96% of the people that I follow, follow me back. I'm thinking, you know, that's pretty pretty high. That's pretty high, right? Yeah. Um, and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, I just I just don't know what they're you know what they're looking at and stuff. So anyway, I do you know what I, I I say that I don't care, but obviously you can tell that I I care. I mean, especially if if they do end up being you know a, a place where somebody who's who says, hey, you know, you should go check out Cliff Ravenscraft. He's you know you can find it, he's at GSPN on Twitter, and and I think you should think about hiring him. You know, and what if? In the future, and, I, and certainly I don't agree with the statement now that they're the standard of influence. No. Well, let's, but let's just say that this thing goes unchecked. What if in the future, the first place people go to see whether or not they want to work with somebody is clout.com? Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, and, that, and, and we would be remiss if we didn't men- say that. I think that's clout's ultimate goal is to be the place people check to see if people are who they say they are. Right. So anyway, I, I, I just I, I, I look at my clout score compared to people who have higher clout scores than mine. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to come off as seeing seeming, you know, to be arrogant or stuff like that. And I'm not saying that the people who are higher than me don't desire de- deserve very nice clout scores that they have. But the fact that they're so much higher than me begs me to question, you know, t- seriously, 
I mean, I have a little bit of influence, I believe. The only, I guess, I guess maybe, I guess maybe in my world, you know, that that a lot more of my influence might come through the podcasting that I do than through Twitter, and and maybe that's where I communicate most through. And and, and I don't know. I, I I just happen to believe that I have a little bit more clout than what they're giving credit for. People are are listening to you. People are hearing from you personally mm-hmm. through your. Uh, audio content more so than the digital right. uh, stuff, I believe. That's probably what it is. See, Daryl says, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to clout. My score is 55, which, by the way, Daryl, congratulations. You're, you know, several points higher than me. Um, you know, I'm down, I'm down to 49 now because I've engaged with my community too much. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's neat to check every once in a while, he says, but I mainly use it to see how I'm doing against my previous score, uh, not against other people. And, you know, for me, again, I'm, I'm not really concerned about this to, I, I make a big deal out of it, but the only reason I make a big deal out of it is because I'm concerned about the potential that a, a service who I don't think you can actually measure influence right with an algorithm there's it's yeah i i just don't think you can measure an influence with an algorithm and and i think that if this becomes widely accepted that's where i have a problem i i I, you know and and of course the the thing is is you know i wonder and i'm gonna ask myself this this nobody's actually posted in this the chat room yet but um here's the here's the deal i wonder if my clout score was like, you know, 90 or 89 or 87 and, and everybody else was around the 60s, I wonder if I'd be complaining as much. It's like, well, of course, clout's great. I, right. I, I wonder if, 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 that, if I were way up at the top, if I would still have a problem. Well, I tell you what, I feel good knowing I'm in the 50s and not in the 20s or 30s. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and and there are there's the higher up numbers like the Chris Brogans or whatever that are up in the, you know, 80 to 90 something. And I think, well, that makes sense. So for me, it's not so far off. But at the same time, I just don't I don't think that it is is a I don't think it should matter as much as people think it should matter. Yeah. Look, look at Daniel's uh, uh, message in the chat room. He says at GSPN has a true reach of 2000 people. I have a true reach of 555 people, but my clout score is higher than Cliff's. What? So, yeah. so I mean, exactly. I, I just don't. I just don't understand it. It, it ha- I mean, I think in that in that specific, I think it has to do with the matter of that. There's like a couple of different variables, and uh, you know, just because you're higher on one and lower on another, somebody else could be flipped on that, and then the other two variables could throw it the way off. That's why it's. I'll tell you diff- what. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to clout.com. Clout. How do you get there? Clout.com. All right. I want to go to my profile. Can I disengage my, can I unengage my Facebook? Is there a way to do that? I don't uh, see it. I think if you go to dashboard. Ah, you're right. Dashboard. Let's go there. And then you go to, there's Facebook down at the lower right and you can click disconnect if you want to. There we go. I am disconnecting my Facebook and I'm going to see if my clout score goes up. So, so this remind me next week, Eric, we will check my clout score after one week of not letting Facebook factor into the equation and we'll see if it goes up because if there, that's the only thing I can think of. It really is because I do not engage. I do not engage a lot in Facebook. Um, I respond to everybody 
who leaves me a comment on a status update in Facebook and I go through I actually have um I created one list one list of um you know of people that I follow and it's that list has 20 people on it and that's the only news feed that I follow and I will occasionally go in and check out and see what those people are doing and leave some some stuff so um uh, I love that Ray Ortega is in the chat. He says, "Hey, check it out. Clout's clout score is twenty, so you're fine." That's hilarious. Where do you find that? <laughs> well, you just type in at clout, I guess. That's that's hilarious. That is that is funny. Okay, that's a tweet waiting to happen later today. I'm Actually, sorry. Let's pause right now and make that tweet. Hold okay. On. All right. J- ah. Okay, we're back. Okay, forget all of that. Uh, Thanks, we we are now going to to ban. Uh, Ray. If you want to rickroll us, that'll be fine as well. Oh my goodness gracious! We are going to bay. Uh, nobody go and and talk to to Ray anymore. He was just kidding. I, I'm so. D- did you see what I did? H- w- hold on. No, this is excellent, my friends. Oh my goodness, this is huge. This is a perfect demonstration. Of something that just took place. Did you see what I was about ready to do? So I heard somebody say something, right? And okay. I took it to be true. And what did I, what did we do? I actually paused the recording. Matter of fact, I, I had started a Twitter uh, post that said, you know, too funny. At uh, Podcast Helper just pointed out that at Clout's, Clout score is 20. How did they raise $8.5 million in funding? Question mark. <laughs> and before, check this out. Before I hit the button to tweet that out, what did I do, Eric? Because it, it was paused. I should have left it unpaused. Yeah. What did I do? We double-checked it. I said, Eric, will you do me a favor before I send this out? Will you confirm what Clout's score is? My friends, I want to tell you, I have, I, I think I have just over, you know, 3,000 some odd people that are following me on Twitter. I could have just did, a, I could have just majorly damaged my reputation on Twitter by sending that tweet out without double checking my facts. Oh, definitely. I could have just, I mean, I know it was just a joke, but, and and by the way, and I'm not upset with Ray. I'm just joking with Ray, but I think it's funny. I I think it's hilarious, but I will tell you what, this is important stuff to, to pick up here. If I would have sent that out, that would have not been a good thing for me and my personal brand. So if anything, I'm very thankful to Ray. And here's what I'm, it, it is a great thing to point out to people is that says, hey, check your facts before you go out and just start tweeting stuff as being true. Oh, yeah. So there we go. All right. Don't, don't blindly retweet things either. Exactly. Because you were going to retweet it too, weren't you? I was about ready to hit retweet. So, <laughs> uh, And see, that's exactly. And why would you do that? Because you trust me. Uh-huh. Right? However, and that's the true measure of influence. And see, here's the here's the question. Here's the question. If I would have sent that, and, and let's just say you weren't my co-host and you were waiting, but if you if I would have sent that and you would have just read it, chances are, and you didn't know anything about this recording, chances are you probably would have retweeted that just because I had oh, sent yeah. it out. And then if all of your followers saw your retweet and then all of a sudden they pointed out that you were wrong, right? How would you how how likely would you to blindly retweet something I sent in the future? 
Oh, I would think twice. Exactly. My friends, this, you know, Daniel says this is journal, journalism lesson 101, Cliff. It, exactly. This may be 101, but I tell you what, there's a lot of people that don't get this. You know, and, and I will say common sense isn't quite so common anymore. So, so my friends, make sure you double check things before you go tweeting and retweeting. <laughs> All right. So anyway, forget you, Clout. Bye-bye. All right, moving along. We'll check in with you next week. <laughs> Forget you till next week. I could care less until next week. All right, so <laughs> what is what is Quora? All right, Quora. Quora. I kept hearing about this thing called Quora, and it's like, ooh, followers on Quora. And I'm like, oh, great, another social network. Thanks. But, well, I'm not going to say I like it or not, but it is, you know how I found out how you pronounce it? Is I, I did a quick Google search for how do you pronounce Quora and it's Q-U-O-R-A and right there it took me straight to Quora itself.com and somebody had asked that question on Quora which is what Quora is all about. It's about asking questions and then having a specific, it's like Wikipedia meets Twitter with a little bit of the LinkedIn questions thrown in is my first impression of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can you can Create questions. You can follow questions. You can follow certain people's questions. Um, it's basically a place where, to be honest, you may almost find more traction than going and doing what you haven't done yet on LinkedIn. Hmm. One of the benefits that I've seen, though, is I actually since I start since I signed up for it, I have actually seen people now ask a question that they truly want. A legitimate answer to, and they want to crowdsource the answer uh, to that question, but they can then post it out on Facebook and post it out on Twitter with it redirecting to this single page in Quora for the question. And they don't have to be friends answering it, or they can be, whichever. But, uh, and you can vote up and down, you know, whose answers are correct and, and all that. So, it's interesting. It's worth checking out to see if you find it any kind of worthwhile to you. Right. Now, I didn't, I mean, I've actually heard people talking about it. I read stories about it, so I already knew what it was, but I have not signed up for the service until just now. I actually went there and I clicked connect with my Facebook. I had to still give it my email and ad, and, and password, which is fine, I guess, but uh, or, or I, I had to set give it a username and password. Um, and I mean, it it looks like Twitter for questions, you know, right. or, or something. So the thing is, though, I don't know if I'll, I'll participate right off the bat unless, you know, I see a big, huge traction. Um, I did do this recently. I went in. I had a question um, on LinkedIn. I post a, the very first time I've ever posted a question on LinkedIn. And I said this. I said, um, uh, what if you were... If you were to consider hiring a virtual assistant, what would be your greatest fear? And um, I actually posted that question on there and I got, I don't know what I got. I probably got 30, 40 responses, but it was enough for the final two episodes of the virtual assistant podcast for me to actually have tons of of people's fears that mm-hmm. that, that they had and and i kind of gave my thoughts as a reg- as a re- as it relates to you know their fears speaking to those fears that they had and it, and it was a huge success so so i want to tell you that questions on facebook uh especially if they're business related it, it, it's awesome 
or not LinkedIn? Facebook, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Now I tell you, before I went to LinkedIn though, I went to Facebook first because I've got tons more connections on Facebook than I do LinkedIn. And I'm, st- I still don't have access to Facebook questions. Yeah. I've, I don't, where is that? You, We've I, heard about, it was a long time ago. It's a long time ago, but if you go to facebook.com, I think it's fi- facebook.com slash questions. So let me just see if I can. Yeah. Uh, facebook.com slash questions. And it says right here. Uh, let's see here. When will Facebook questions be available to me? Facebook questions will be available to everyone within the United States within the next few weeks. So please check back. And of course, it's been saying that for months. It's been saying that for months. So there you go. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, but I think think once Facebook questions comes out, when it comes down to it, if I was going to ask a question, I'm going to ask a question on Facebook questions. Or I'm going to ask the question on LinkedIn. One of those other, one of those two. Because there's what 500 million people on Facebook, oh, yeah. and and you know a, 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 a sizable number of people on LinkedIn. And My only, well, go ahead, finish. I have an idea. The question is: Is don't you have to sign up to answer the question with Quora? You do. See? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I whatever. Now here's the thing. Um with Facebook, I I will well, let's let's give an example. This morning, I sent out to Twitter and Facebook and now this is not a question you'd put on Quora, but I sent out to Twitter and Facebook that uh, I was looking for suggestions on new music to throw in my workout playlist. And I got some, but I got more from Twitter than I did Facebook and uh there's supposedly more people on Facebook. Here's the thing, with more people comes more noise or you a, a better chance for you to get lost in the feed. You know what I mean? Right. So it, my strategy would be this though. I I know that if when fa- if 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 Facebook questions comes available, my ch- what I plan to do is post the question on Facebook but then tweet it out. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and probably do it a few times, but do it staggered so that people actually see it no, versus I think my strategy probably would be to avoid that. Unless you know unless it's an ongoing question that you want to gather information for a couple of weeks, then I might do well, it no, every that, couple and days. And that's that's what I mean. Like okay. in, in terms of the question you were talking about, you know, with the VA question. Yeah. That'd be one where it's like, hey, I'm one last. Just wanted to ask one last time, and it wouldn't be the same day. Yeah, I, I think. And 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 by the way, I, I think that's right. And of course, the the and and just a thought for those who are considering something like that, rather than saying, hey, I'm going to ask one last time. Uh, instead of that, it's like, oh wow, really love what Eric Fisher just how Eric Fisher Fisher just asked this question about my VA fears. Right. With the link to it. So 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 the first tweet might be, hey, I was wondering if anybody would be willing to ask this question uh, or answer this question. Here's the question. Here's the link to where you can answer. Uh, whereas a future update might say, wow, this was, you know, I, I really love the response that I'm getting. Might be, a you know, a day or two later uh, to this question that I asked. And wow, uh, the best question out of all of or the best answer out of all of these is this one. Check out who, who, what so and so said, and click there, and that would be a couple days later, right? 
And now here's the thing: the the benefit that I can see, I think I think your your uh, plan is great. The benefit that I can see of using something like Quora is that it's legitimately set up with a a, a single purpose in mind, if you will. It's the Kindle of answering questions. You see what I'm saying? Like it's going to do that one thing and it's going to try to do that one thing well. Now, does it do that well? I'm not totally sure. I've only asked like two questions. But if you're going to ask a question and you've got all these friends on these social networks and they're slowly starting to use this and this in the single purpose of this one network is to just have a deposit, a repository an archive if or you know where these questions are being housed where you know you can go back to it versus having a question go out and maybe losing it and losing some of the responses or whatever uh in those other networks quora could be something very useful in that way gotcha so well tell us a little bit about southwest airlines new approach to twitter why sh- what what's going on over there at southwest airlines yeah well i mean if you're a big if you here's the thing, I if you're a big organization or even if you're a smaller organization, I guess if you're on Twitter and you're trying to interact and you're trying to do damage control as well as you know make things right with your customers and, and all of that, then you're gonna want to. You would logic would dictate, hey, I only have so much time. So unless you know, depending upon how large your team is working on that, um, you're gonna prioritize. You're gonna look and see. Okay, this guy's complaining. How many people are following him, and kind of see okay how what's the measure of his influence, and uh, <laughs> see the check your cloud score, and then uh, move on. But Southwest has said they are going to respond to every single tweet. They're going to respond and liter- legitimately not make it a game of you know uh, you know basically not be selective about it. Right. And I think good on them because that's what this is about. Engaging with your community, with your right. with your customers. Absolutely. It's kinda like, you know, um they're they're it's kinda like having a phone number for their support department and there's gonna then they say, Hey, we're actually gonna pick up all the calls that come in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, that's a great metaphor. You know, we're we're gonna pick up everybody we're gonna talk to everybody that calls in rather than just randomly letting several people, you know, just let it ring, 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 ring. I like yeah. that. Good yeah. good approach, and if you have the staff to do it, then by golly do it and do it well. I like that. I love that. I love the idea that they're gonna yeah. respond to everybody. All right. Uh did you see the the infograph which by the way, when did this phrase or terminology infograph come up come about? I don't know. Have I been living under a rock? Because I've I've seen it a lot lately. Um, I, you know, Mashable is the first place I ever saw the word infograph. But yeah, in, infographic. Exactly these infographics. But anyway, um, li- I'm going to provide a link in the show notes to this story, um, and uh, it, it's a it, it's an infographic of how obsessed we are with um, with uh, Facebook. And I'm still pulling the link. Here we go. Okay, got it. Ah, I don't think that that's the link, but maybe it is. Uh, yeah, it works. All right, so here's the thing. Obsessed with Facebook. As of 2011, there are 500 million active Facebook users, approximately one in every 13 people on Earth on Facebook. Did you know that? One in, one in every 13 people on Earth. I and you know what? Because that number says it. Because here's the thing that 
that 500, whatever that 500, 500 million, 500 500 million, million, that 500 million number is the same number that we've heard for about three to four months now. So I have to believe it's bigger than that by now. Definitely bigger than that. I don't think it's one in 13. I think it's probably more like one in 10, uh, maybe one in 12, one in 11 or 12, but still. Yeah. Uh, get this half of those people are logged in on Facebook on any given day. They've logged in, you know, on any given day. Are I believe it. In. I believe it. Half. Wow. Man. Anyway, 48% of 18 to 34 year olds check Facebook right when they wake up in the morning. I do not. Do you? No, I don't. Uh, about 28% check their Facebook on their smartphones before going to bed, going out or getting get it, out of bed, getting out of, getting out of bed. Oh man. I don't do that. Although I, I do admit that I still look at my check your email. I know. <laughs> uh, Move the phone. Check this out. 35 plus demographic now represents more than 30% of the entire use, user base. So Facebook users are getting older. Yeah. All right. There are 206.2 million internet users in the United States. That means 71% of the United States web audience is on Facebook. Wow. That, that is, I I think that's cool to be honest with you. I I, I love the fact that 70% of the people in the United States who has an internet connection, I can, there's a pretty good chance that I can connect with them on Facebook if I need to. I like that. Facebook was the most searched term in 2010 for the second year running, accounting for 2.11% of all U.S. searches. Did you know that? I did not no. know that. No. Facebook login and Facebook.com were the second and fifth most popular U.S. <laughs> searches, searches in 2010, respectively. Wow. Uh, combined Facebook-related searches accounted for 3.48% of the top 50 searches of 2010, a 207% jump from 2009. Uh, 57% of the people talk to people more online. Uh, so there we go. And then the, then they do in real life. Uh, so there you go. And then 48% of young Americans said that they found about found out about news through Facebook. Now, you know where I, I would actually say that um, I'm not in that 48% because I'm one of the ones who finds it out, finds out about most of my news on Twitter. Gotcha. All right. And then a record-breaking 750 million photos were uploaded to Facebook over New Year's weekend. Ugh. 700 million, 750 million I'll check. Uh, there, it, it, the infographic has a little bit more data, but anyway, interesting statistics. That, my friends, is why Facebook has lots of money. There's, yes. there's no question about that. That's those are some interesting stats and uh, pretty mind-boggling, especially considering that that one 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 kid in a college dorm thought this thing up, right? And potentially a couple other people that say they thought it up, but anyway. Ah, yeah. All right. So, so privacy and, and boundary boundaries. Oh, did, you were going to say something? I was going to say, do we want to talk about the the uh, new profiles? Oh yeah, Facebook did pushed out. They pushed out their new profiles to all users. Which, by the way, I signed up for mine pretty much right away, and I really like it. How about you? I do too. I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it. I I think people get upset when Facebook changes things like that. 
this was one of those times where I just didn't see a reason to even chime in. Yeah. For me, the only thing I miss is the little links on the left-hand side. Um, you know, I, I kind of liked that I could put some web links there over there on the left. And and I am still very upset with Facebook about when I actually put in podcastanswerman.com as the place of my employment or my right. business that they have hide they created a community page for that and have hijacked it and although I have requested to become the owner of it and have done everything that they requested for me to you know to prove that I'm the owner of Podcast Answer Man or I'm affiliated with it they still have not given me the ability to take over that community page very upset with them over that yeah so uh anyway and uh, let's see here. Twitter, by the way, has a new long-term vision. <laughs> the, the company like Twitter. They have a vision? They have a vision now. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, did Here we go. Uh, here, here's what it says. We want to instantly connect people everywhere to what's most important to them. There you go. That's their vision. They finally came up with one. We want to instantly connect people everywhere to what's most important to them and it says here that uh, he expanded on that by saying that twitter is about connecting for a purpose not just to connect some people use twitter to keep up with their girlfriend or boyfriend others use it as their daily source of news and then this article on mashable says the new vision falls in line with twitter's rebranding as an information network not as a social network um, it isn't focused on just social connections, but rather connections between tweeters and relevant information, uh, whether that information is from a company, a celebrity, or a close friend. Very interesting. That is interesting. That um, that makes that whole, we're not a social network, a uh, whole lot more uh, palatable. Yeah, if they're trying to just be something that spreads information instead of just connections, I, I think I can get on with that. Yeah, but in my mind, they're still my favorite social network, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Um, one of, and I want to mention real quick that I watched uh, the new podcast by Kevin Rose called Foundation, and they talked with uh, the creator of Twitter. And something that I always thought was weird was the name Twitter. Well, he explained that as they were trying to come up with a name for it, they were looking for like Twitch or you know different things that would you know a short something that would. Uh, bring to mind the buzzing of your phone, that your, your the vibration of a phone that you know. Bzz, oh, I got a I got a twitch, or you know what I mean. And uh, so one of the people was going down through the dictionary with the TWs, and they saw the word Twitter, and they looked it up, and literally, aside from meaning a, a noise that a bird makes, it also meant that it is a short burst of information. Huh. And I thought, oh, wow, so it isn't just all about birds, even though they've kind of incorporated that. Right. It really, it, it literally is a word that means to do a short burst of information. And I thought, that's really cool. I like now that Twitter is named Twitter because it's an actual word. That is very so, cool. Very. See, anyway. See, I learned something new today. Awesome. There you go. That's why I love this show. Hey, my friends, uh, we asked you last week if you had any feedback about uh, privacy and boundaries, and Eric has some things that uh, some people have uh, responded to him uh, sharing some of their thoughts. And, of course, I know one of the things I shared with you, Eric, is that I'm pretty much an open book. 
but I I am very cautious about what I share about my family as far as you know our locate home location and and some other things. But what are some other things people have been saying? Um, well, I I believe one of the one of the best things that I found was that people are are trying not to uh, close themselves off, but they what they want to do is. Um, Basically, I mean, the basically the question I posed was, where do you draw the line as far as contact information? Um, one person wrote that they're they're privacy conscious when on social networks. They'll give out their website's URL and their email address, but they won't give like their birth date or their city, their birth city, I should say, and so forth, just so that you know they don't have somebody randomly, find, you know, scraping their info for identity theft. I think that makes sense. I mean, I, you know, on Facebook, I don't put, uh, you know, where uh, I don't put my full birth date. I just put the uh, the day in the month, so people can wish me happy birthday. You know, right? Um, I think it comes down to that. I mean, I think it comes down to people are mostly just going to. It, it's what you feel comfortable with. It's it's more about how you. Uh, you want to be. You want to promote. You want to. You want to have people be able to contact you, but you want them to contact you through your methods. Um, you know what I mean? Like you. You have no. I have no idea. I have no problem giving out my email address because that's my email address. But I'm not going to put out my mailing address because I don't want people to know specifically where I live. Now, if they were smart enough, could they find that out? Probably. If they if they were to do some some. What's going on? I don't know. What's up? Somebody's writing. Somebody wrote no language. <laughs> I was thought they were. I thought that meant no sound in the chat room. Sorry. Oh, anyway, no, we're, we're talking about a, a, a video I see. with some new songs. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's what you feel comfortable with. Some people are gonna completely, you know, wall it off and make their Twitter account private. Even right. Uh, others aren't gonna go that far, but they're not gonna put their phone number. Or others are gonna, gonna aren't gonna put their mailing address. Um, Definitely not a social security number. That's a, that's a no no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it to each his own. But you have to be you have to be aware of it and decide how far is too far for you. Right. Exactly. It's circumstantial. Absolutely. And 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 the only thing I'm concerned about are the people who really don't think about what they're sharing, and they just assume that they're sharing it with the seven people they're connect, connected with. And you know, there's the you know you get the occasional you know, slip of judgment and you let somebody become your friend that, that maybe you shouldn't have. And, um, I don't know. I, I think I'm concerned about some people who have put too much on there. That's, right. that's my concern for privacy is, is, is people who share too much. Um, but you know, and, and I've certainly, I, I talk with my kids a lot about what they share and, you know, no last names of teachers. We don't talk about school mascots. We don't, you know, they're, there, you know, when we're talking about things, we don't give information that can, you know, easily track people back to us. But um, that becomes even cr- increasingly more difficult, you know, especially when a lot of applications want to know, hey, can we send them your current location? <laughs> no, you can't. No, you have to say no. We can, we need to turn that off. But then, of course, if I turn off, you know, current location, then then all of a sudden I can't do the whole find my iPhone thing. And I'm like, oh, what to do? What to do? Yeah. Hey, um, big announcement coming next week, and I, I just want to let people know um, some some information. If you happen to be a gspn.tv Plus member, 
Or if you don't happen to be a gspn.tv plus member and there's a reason other than the fact that you just don't know what it is, but if there's a reason why you're not a gspn.tv plus member, I want to tell everybody about uh, Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast episode number 486. Now, Pursuing a Balanced Life uh, is a podcast that I do and it, it's probably one that, that a lot of people are not interested in hearing every single episode of Cliff talking about his pursuit of a more healthy and balanced life. And they probably are less interested in hearing Cliff talk about himself in the third person as he just did. But anyway, <laughs> I hate when I do that or some, I actually don't, I think it's fun, but some people really hate it. Do you know why people hate that so much? Why is that such a social no, no to talk about yourself in the third person? Yeah. People think that it's, I believe it has something to, well, Eric thinks that <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like you're being a little pretentious, probably. Is that what it is? Somewhat. I think if, if you're talking about yourself outside of yourself, it's if, it's if you think I'm important enough to be more than two people. I'm important enough to, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking deep thoughts. This, I am introspective. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't care. know. I don't care either. Whatever. So anyway, um, it, it's funny because Facebook always made you talk about yourself in the third person a long time That's ago. True. Remember, Cliff is. It was always Cliff is doing this. Cliff is doing that. Uh, right. And it's like instead of I'm doing it, it, it would always say Cliff, I'm doing. <laughs> so anyway, um, back to the back to the point I was making. So this podcast may not be one that you're always interested in listening to. But if you're a plus member or not a plus member for a specific reason, whatever that reason may or may not be, please do me a favor and go to pursuingabalancedlife.com. And listen to episode number 486, and it's actually titled, the. It's, it's a question, the title is a question, The Future of GSPN.TV Plus Membership, and uh, big, huge uh, decision that Stephanie and I are facing. I ask that you guys listen to that, and uh, please be in prayer for our decision. I'm hoping to make a decision uh, finally <clears throat> by the uh, time we record this show next week, and to, to bring a huge announcement, and not just a huge announcement about Plus Membership, uh, but um, uh, some other big announcements that are coming this way as well. So uh, very interesting stuff happening. Now, I'm going to do something based upon my trust in a good friend, and that is uh, my friend uh, Daniel Hi. Lewis. And uh, he said, have you heard the new funny Facebook song? And it looks like it's three minutes and 48 seconds. And I'm going to let us close out with this song based upon the fact I've never heard it, but Daniel says it's funny. And it's pretty safe for the podcast here. His, his clout is on the line. His clout is on the line here. But uh, Eric, is there anything else you wanted to share before we we wrap the show with this song and let let uh, I think it's is it Linia Mally? Anyway, we're gonna let her take us out. So anything else? Have a good week and join the community. All right, join the community, folks. Hi, I'm Linnea Mally. This is a song that I wrote called "The Facebook Song." Disconnected from society
Not possible. 